get to Philippians chapter 3. If you're not there, say you're not there. Okay, cool, cool. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and I and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus. And put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have no reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things. I count them as rubbish in order to, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead, straining toward the goal. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it own, but one thing I do, forget, do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are rich think that think this way and if in anything we think otherwise God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Amen. Praise him, praise him. Thank you for the reading. Like I really like I'm so glad that we're in a church where like our young people are just hungry just to like speak and share the word. So it's good. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Um, so Philippians. Um, so it's a book written by Paul to the Philippian church. They're around uh, Macedonia. And one thing also to call out as well is that it's like that Paul was in prison when he wrote this. So, and, it, like, and it's... He writes from a positive stance, even though he's like he's in prison. Mm. And so, what I'm going to do, I'm probably going to just go through some of the verses and just like pull some, pull a couple of things out, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And also, there's some things in here as well that um, kind of almost summarise some of the things that we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks as well. So I'll be drawing that out as well. So if we look at verse three. 
Um, for we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence, someone say confidence, confidence. in flesh. Yeah, so when we see the word um, confidence, that's referring to having a trust and a reliance. As mentioned before as well, when we talk about the flesh, that's talking about our human nature in terms of thing, anything that's absent of God. And so in terms of like, our flesh. And it's about putting no confidence in it. But then in verse 4, Though my, I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. And so now Paul's about to say, if you guys think you're confident in your flesh, let me tell you what I could be confident about. So then he reels them out in, from verse four to six. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He's, an, he's, he's, an, he's from Israel. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. Not just any tribe, but from the tribe of Benjamin, favorite, a favorite son. He's a Hebrew of Hebrews. So his family, his mum and dad spoke Hebrew. He was pure Hebrew in terms of, it's like me saying that, yeah, I'm Nigerian. But Danny, can you speak Yoruba? No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like, are you really, are you really Nigerian? Do you know what I mean? Are you really, really? He's like, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Um, he was, he followed the law to the T. Do you look at him, you'll be like, you know what? Yeah, he's following the law. There's nothing that we can find in him. He was a top boy in terms of the Pharisees. And he had a zeal and passion when he, when he came to persecuting the church. So if someone's like, this guy's on it, he's serious. And then he was righteous unto the law. So in terms of you look to the law and looked at him, you'd say he's meeting the law. But in verse seven to eight, there was all these things, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. And so, and there's a big thing as well in terms of here, a lot of times when we talk about the flesh, we'll talk about, oh, are you fornicating? You know what I mean? Or are you stealing? These are certain things that are positives, isn't it? You know what I mean, in terms of, yeah, it's good that he's like he's following the law. But he's saying that these things that I could be confident in the flesh, if God is absent to, absent to it and God's not in the mix of it, it's rubbish. Rubbish. Now, I mean, rubbish in terms of when you compare it to knowing Christ. And he talks about my Lord. That being a big thing as well, I'm reading verse 7 to 8. Knowing Christ, my Lord. It's a, it's a big, it's, you can say you know about Jesus, but is he your Lord? Mm-hmm. And I mean, is he your Lord, my Lord, or is he just Jesus? Mm. Now I mean, do you say that is my Lord, that's who I serve? Mm. Good things without God are rubbish. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Good things without God is rubbish. Mm. Yeah, like, you can come out here and you can say to me, yo, you know what I mean? Dan, I'm here, I'm here every Sunday at 10 a.m. I'm praying all the time, I'm doing this and that. These things are like great, but if God is not in it, it's rubbish. If you turn to what Matthew 7, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Mm. And then I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm. Do you want me to continue? No, no, that's it, is it? Sure. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it hits it on the nail. Like, sums up it in terms of, it's not, it's not what we do that defines us knowing him. 
That means like our, our, our relationship cannot, shouldn't be defined on, oh, I, I did this for you, I did this for you, I did this for you. Know. You just know them. I think I, I was reading Romans last mm. night and I think I'll go up to about, I think it was about seven, but during, from the first to the seventh chapter, I think it talks about even the man who doesn't work, doesn't work, but is in faith. Because he's in faith, mm. he comes above the work. Yeah. Mm. So even he yeah. doesn't work, but he's in faith. Come on. Yeah. So, mm. so read, I'm going to read verse eight to nine. Um, indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. So it's all about knowing him. All the good things that I did, being in tribe of Benjamin, persecuting the church, being, right, being righteous in my, to the law, for this sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And what it means to gain Christ, when you read verse 9, is when you're found in him. You're found in him having righteousness not of your own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Jesus Christ. The righteousness of God that depends on faith. And it's good that Freddie meant faith. It's not about us having righteousness that depends on our works. Our righteousness is found in him. Now I mean it's always about us standing in him. So whenever we whenever we come to church, whenever we go to the Father, it's like, I'm righteous because of him. I'm righteous because I'm in him and he's in me. That's how, we, that's how we gain the Christ. And verse 10 again, that I may know him. So when you, when you go through this um, chapter, you see a lot of times talking about knowing him, mm. yeah? And when we're talking about renewing of your mind, this is talking about we want to be increasing our knowledge and knowing of him. And this is not about just having facts about Jesus, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's not about saying, oh yeah, Jesus was born in this day. Um, he, was about, he was this age and he was this tall. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I said to you, like, describe, describe Michael Jackson to me. What are some of the things that you would say about Michael Jackson? Go on. Just weird. He's weird. Someone would say that. What would you say about Michael Jackson? Say he was very, very talented. Very talented. Um, he was a singer. He was a singer. What did he, what did he look like? He had Vita Okay, excellent, excellent. He's known for doing the moonwalk. Anyone else? I think he's very misunderstood. I think he's very misunderstood. He's probably assassinated. <laughs> Uh-oh. Take that off. Take that off the recording, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, but who here has actually um, met Michael Jackson? <laughs> Your mum has. Your mum has. OK, cool, cool. Through his music. <laughs> wow, I like what you just said there. So someone said, someone said that yeah, they met him through his music. Interesting. Yeah. What one thing I want to say though, guys, yeah, is this: a lot of us can real stuff in terms of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you think you know someone because you've seen them on TV, you read about them, and you think you know them. I'm saying I don't want our relationship with Jesus Christ to be like that. You know what I mean? Where we read about him, you know what I mean? We like listen to a bare podcast, and we're like, oh, that was a really good podcast, you know? You know what I mean? That was a really good podcast. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that song is banging, you know? That praise and worship song is banging. It's about, no, having a relationship with him that you know him, yeah? That you know him. Not that you've got information and facts about him, but you know him intimately. Cool. Um, verse... 
10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So Hosea made his resurrection today. And I may share his suffering, may just swim past some certain sharks in life and becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible, someone say any means. Any. Does that mean certain type of means? No. It means any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Is referring to the glorification where our bodies will rise up. Now, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So even here, you look at this, he's pressing on to make, to obtain something because, but he's, the reason why he's doing it is because Jesus made him his own. And it's, in our walk, yeah, the whole reason why we do what we do is because of him. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, like, we're, we're driven by him. I'm pressing towards to, hit, to make the goal, to become perfect, to become glorified because of him. You know what I mean? I'm trying to grab hold of him because he's already grabbed hold of me. Make sense? Make sense? He's already grabbed hold of you. He's already grabbed hold of you, but you're trying to grab hold of him. <laughs> oh, sorry, am I doing that to you? No, no, no. Are you, no, no, are you ticklish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grab, hold, grab hold of the one that's grabbed hold of you. Verse 11, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So I read that already. Brothers, I do not, I'm reading verse 13. <clears throat> Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining. Someone stretch out, straight, stretch as far as you can forward. Straining. Stretch, come on, stretch. Stretch. Straining forward to what lies ahead. And you hear he's talking about, but one thing I do, I forget. I mean, all the, um, all the things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. that I did in my flesh, in my own strength, I forget those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put, I put them down. I mean, and, I, and I'm, I'm saying the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because a lot of times, we're all good saying, you yeah, know, I put all that sin away to one side, but it's the good. Now I mean that we sometimes put the struggle, that we struggle to put down the goods that I've done without him. Do you know what I mean? Why am I gonna put those why am I gonna put those good things? Why am I gonna put those good things down? You know what I mean? One minute we're the guys, today we'd be singing about I surrender. You know what I mean? I give my life away. You know what I mean? And that and that also means the good that that he's not in. Because without him there's no point. It's flesh. You know what I mean? It's, it's about us. We don't have our confidence should be in, in only in Him. Mm-hmm. Our total reliance should be only on Him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it absolutely makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So much sense. Um, verse fourteen. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. As I've mentioned it during the service, the prize is the call. The fact that he's called you is the prize. Yeah. If you read, um, someone go to Romans 11, verse 29. 
please. Romans 11, verse 29. Come here. 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 Come <laughs> Romans 11, verse 29. Go on, Joe. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For, for just since you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience. So they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you that all... Is that verse 29, yeah? No, that's Okay, yeah, it's fine. 11.29. Yeah, yeah. It's Romans 11.29. Say it again, Joseph. 11.29. Perfect. Fred, can you come here for a second? No, no, go back, go back, go back, go back. See, that's what man does. No, but when God when 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 God calls you, <laughs> when God, but when God calls you, when God calls you, he's con he's, he's constantly calling you. It's not it's not it's not it's not irrevocable. Where it's like I'm not calling you anymore. You know, mm. no, I mean I'm not calling you anymore. He's called you. No, I mean and that calling, that is what drives and pushes you. Like even when I called you. You start leaning forward. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's... When I call my kids, I expect them to be running down the stairs. It's that kind of thing. It's like, you're being called and invited to a feast to come, to come and be part of his kingdom. Let's read um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us from the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Can you read it again? Slowly. Who has saved us and called us? Called us. Carry on. With a holy calling. Holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Because Abraham, yeah? Abraham. There was nothing special about him until he was called. I mentioned during the service and that is because he was called, that's what made him special. You've been called, you're special. You've been called, you are special. You've all been called, that's what makes you special. And it's our response to that call is that will keep us pressing towards him. But the prize is the invitation. Verse 15. Back in the back in Philippians chapter three. Yeah, yeah, that's you guys. You guys should have one finger. Okay, okay, but you should have one finger on Philippians because that's the main text. So we're back now. We're back now with Philippians chapter three. Pass it down your please. Alright, verse 15. I'm so dead, I'm dead. I'm gonna read this, it's okay. So. Don't mind. Uh, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. I'm glad that you guys wanna all wanna read the word. It's good man. It's really good, it's really good. But it's my time, it's my turn. So 
Let those of us... All right, guys. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything... And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So if you're mature, you will believe that having no confidence in the flesh and it's about knowing him. But if you think otherwise, (laughs) God will reveal that to you. And you know what I love about this, yeah? In that sometimes as... um, I'm sure Josh will feel this as well, that you're like, when it comes to people, like when it comes to the, the church, you're like, come on, just get it, see it. Come on, just see it. Come, just look, just, come, just look, there it is, it's clear. Come on, open your eyes, open your eyes and see what the Lord wants for you. And uh, sometimes no matter how much we shout and scream, sometimes it's not going to be through our own effort. The Lord will reveal it to you. You know what I mean? And, and we trust in that as you keep coming after him and looking for him, the Lord will enlighten you and open up your eyes so that you will reveal it and see it and become mature and understand. Let's go into a couple of scriptures. Go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm. Know what I mean? If he's be- if he's begun something in you, started to shape you up. Know what I mean? Sometimes for me, it's almost like when people are like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not too sure yet. I'm like, okay, I trust the Lord will reveal it to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This kind of thing. It's like it's, it's like it's like for me, as long as we are all abiding in Him, holding on to Him, and He is molding us. Cool. It's cool. Now I mean, when the time is right, now I mean, you will. Those who don't think like the mature will become and will, will start to think like the mature. Because it says very clearly there, God will reveal. Wait, in verse fifteen, let those of us who are mature think this way. But if you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Go on, Fred. Is that through like the thick and thin of the Christian walk? Is what he's talking about in this. Yeah, it's like as long as he. Is that like from the moment you you confess Christ as mm-hmm. Lord, and then from there till the end of your life. Bang. Uh, Unt- well, well, until we um get glorified. Right, so in terms of rise up. Yeah, new body. <clears throat> is, is that? Ephesians chapter one, verse sixteen to nineteen. Can someone just read that? Seems not to give thanks to you, making mention of you, my friends, mm. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his, of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So my prayer is that your eyes would be opened and enlightened to see what is already there. I mean, I, I, like, that is my encouragement actually is that for anyone that you're walking with, pray that their knowledge in him will increase. Now, I mean, that's one of the most powerful things that we should be doing for saying, I pray that they will just increase in the knowledge of him. 
increase knowledge when their eyes would be enlightened to know about him. Verse 16 of Philippians chapter 3. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. I like this verse. Because this verse is almost like a... You know when people say, oh yeah, but I don't know everything yet. I'm still trying to... I'm still trying to learn, you know, you know, level, level six and level seven. That verse is saying, whatever you do know, hold true to that. Yeah? Does that make sense? So it's like, whatever you do know of the Lord, whatever you do know of, the, of your faith and walk, hold true to that. And then when you learn something else, you hold true to that. That's why it's quite dangerous you guys coming here sometimes. Because we're giving you new truth. We're giving you new words. Now it's like, hold true to that. And it's like, if you believe it and you read it, and you have faith in it, hold true to it. And as you keep learning, learning more about the Lord, you hold true to that. Does that make sense? Whatever you know now, whatever you know now of the Lord, wherever you, wherever, how, whether you think it's small, micro, hold true to that. Am I making sense? There's no excuse in terms of, ah, uh, I'm not like Bishop T.D. Jakes. Ah, uh, man, I'm not like Daniel. Ah, uh, man, I'm not like Josh. There's no excuse. Whatever you know, hold true to that. Whatever you've attained, hold true to that. And then what are some of the things that we can do in terms of knowing Christ? I mentioned this before in previous um, messages. Pray. Speak to the Father. Spend time with the church because the church is the body of Christ. Sometimes having fellowship with one another. And then also reading, studying, meditating in the Word because Jesus is the Word. But all of these things have to be done empowered by the Holy Spirit. Not just in our own flesh, but empowered by His Holy Spirit. And let's end. Let's all stand. key thing that I want to take away is this don't look back keep looking forward keep pressing forward have no confidence in the good, the bad, the bad and the ugly even the good stuff that God's not in it, have no confidence in it and pull it down and keep going forward because our goal in verse in, in same chapter, same chapter in verse 20 21 is but our citizenship is in heaven And from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Our goal is that when Jesus comes back, we're going to be glorified with him. We're going to have new bodies. Whilst we're here on earth, we've got to renew our minds. And we renew our minds by changing our thinking, by changing what we know about him and and, and our experience with him. And we do that by taking hold of whatever we know today. When we learn something new, we take hold of that. But anything that is not of him, we leave it behind. I'm just going to play a song. 
And whilst the song is um, playing, I just want you just to meditate on him. And also I want you to be thinking about, is there anything that you're having confidence in that is not of, not on, not of him, whether it be your degree, mm. your A-levels, your connections, your network, your parents, your inheritance from your parents, anything that you hold, like, so, sometimes it's even like, I'm from the streets. Do you know what I mean? I got the hustle from the streets. You know what I mean? That people hold onto that and have confidence in that. Am I making sense? So anything that you're like, you're holding confidence that's not of him, pull it back, pull it behind you. <laughs> 